Hello, and thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Minister John Richard, and this podcast is an account of this week's Bible study. I pray that it blesses and strengthens you in Jesus' name. If you are looking for more of the Word or are searching for the notes that were used in this week's lesson, please feel free to check the links in the description. Enjoy the Bible study and be blessed. Greetings. I'm so glad you had some spare time to tune into the podcast. I am Minister Mary. Substitute teaching for Minister John. While he's recovering on sick leave. Believe God with me. Sick leave. Go back to the pit of hell from whence you came. Also called spirit of infirmity. You must obey. You too, spirits of stress, fatigue, forlornness, diffidence, mental blocks, fear, disparity, failure, vices, and any and all forms of torment, oppression, all of you foul and unclean kinds, hands off of John. Hands off of me and hands off of anyone listening to the sound of my voice. I bind your works and effects. Get thee hence and go back to hell now in the name of Jesus. The spirit of the Lord, God Almighty, O Most High, Christ himself compels you. And just like that, you all obey his orders through me and through all of the saints who touch and agree with me. You are not permitted to transfer, to steal, lie, kill, deceive, seduce, destroy, cause any disturbances, work against us, or make sounds on your way out of our lives. No retaliation out of anything that concerns us past, present, and future tense. Now, health returns to our beloved John. To me and to all elders, brothers and sisters in Christ who touch and agree with me, and be it unto all of us on earth as it is in heaven, I loose the manifestation of such taking over, a complete takeover of the kingdom of God and his righteousness through us in the name of Jesus, through Christ Jesus. In heaven and in heavenly places, we are already seated. We are perpetually healthy and whole. And by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. Weapons don't exist in heaven, so they can't even take formation against us. Thus, none can prosper. We are reminded at all times that we have and experience our heavenly status. Therefore, we can access and experience heaven's reality on this earth at any time, no matter what we're going through, no matter what happened or despite what happens. Heaven is our home. Not this world and not the defeated, powerless kingdom of darkness known as eternal damnation that Christ defeated when he laid down his life before the foundation of the earth was laid. Thusly, triumph he triumphed over Lucifer and over all evil, rendering it null and void where we are concerned. A canceled check that the devil can't deposit. He thought he had an account with us, 
But Almighty God canceled his cards and closed all accounts and access points. He can't even get reception. The resurrection of Jesus destroyed hell's towers and satellites. No more signals. The devil literally has no more bars. We are not his property. Jesus set the captives free and led captivity captive. We belong to the creator and we are reconciled to God through Christ's finished work that he gave the apostle John a preview of. The atonement of Jesus got the devil canceled permanently. The atonement is how Christ handed us perpetual victory and always causes us to prosper. See that and see clearly. Holy Spirit, let your Shekinah glory rain down upon us. You already let your Shekinah glory rain down upon us and flooded our situations with it. Manifest what you have already done. Let there be such demonstrations of your spirit living God, Jehovah Rapha, God of the breakthrough, El Shaddai, Jehovah Nisi, El Roy, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rohi, Jehovah Shama, Emmanuel, Messiah, King of glory, the great I am, the hallelujah and the amen, the beginning and the end. The God who changes not, our conquering king. The king who conquered with a thought, with a blink, with a word, the living word. Show off your seven spirits as written in the book of Revelation. Do what you want to do, God. I thank you for all you intended to do, being already fulfilled by and for your praise and glory. O oh, great ophthalmologist of ophthalmologists, perform surgery on our vision in the natural and in the spirit realm so that we can see what we need to and give us the understanding of it. Give us the ability to properly interpret what it is you reveal to us. Heavenly Father, I ask that you be with me while I bring forth the message that you've given me entitled Eagle Vision. Please prepare my heart, my mind, my body, my soul, my spirit, my vessel for you to move by the power of your Holy Spirit to minister your word to your people on your terms. It is your will, your way that I am asking you to manifest in our circumstances to show the devil and all of creation who's boss because all of creation is subordinate to you. You sovereignly rule over it and all of us. Hallelujah. I thank you for that. That means we do not have to worry for long. We do not have to faint. We only have to trust and believe what you have already said to us. So I'm asking that every heart and every mind is rid, purged, even now, every spirit, every soul swept clean by your perfect word, by your blood, Lord, by your presence, that you would purge us of any and all unrighteousness. 
Let us be good soil to receive this infallible word of truth that will bring forth the harvest of fruit that you desire for each of us to have fruit that will remain so that we will be disciples of yours and make disciples of others. Not disciples of us, but disciples of Jesus Christ. Have it your way. Now, once and for all, do a work that can undo the mistakes of the past, the results, the effect, the domino effect, the generational curses. Do such a work. I believe that you already have. Manifest the result of what you have already done that fixed the messes that were made in the past. The stuff that was delivered, the stuff that was not just deliberate, but it was unintentional. Some of this stuff was very traumatic and some traumas were passed on, some fear passed on, some negativity and bad habits passed on, but you are the God of generational blessings. Blessing and not cursing. You are the God who breaks generational curses. You are the God who blesses and it cannot be reversed. Yes, the God of generational blessing. So I'm asking that you move mightily. And as a result of what you have already done that corrected the mess in the past that was meant for evil, that was designed to take us all to hell, I ask that you manifest what the present should be like on earth as it is in heaven. I ask that you seal the future, which I believe that though I'm asking, that really I am thanking you because I'm asking in faith, believing that this is something that you have already done, omnipresent God, omniscient God, who fixed it all, who said it is finished. And I'm just asking that you unfold your majesty, you unfold your kingdom rule and reign in our minds, our hearts, our souls, our spirits, our circumstances, our cities, Lord, this whole world belongs to you. There's an inch of it that is outside of your jurisdiction. It all belongs to you. We all belong to you. Have it your way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Eagle vision is the name of tonight's message or today's message whenever you're hearing it. It is a fresh word from the Lord. Be blessed. Optometrists say 2020 is the ability to see on a normal level and spiritually speaking, those in this category never panicked during the pandemic and tried to do business as usual, even though everything was unusual and nothing would ever be the same again. The year 2020 ushered in COVID-19 and a staggering death toll that left a lot of us severely nearsighted with the coronavirus and its fatalities as the only things in focus. Another group suffered from being too far-sighted and saw the mess brewing long before it began. Tried to sound the alarm, but no one could hear their frequency. They had to live with the knowledge of the devastation that manifest in its time. As surely as it was foreseen, and just as surely as it was foretold by a higher power, the Most High God. The more worrisome sect were the blind leading the blind, those with cataracts, again, spiritually speaking. This bunch denied the very existence of COVID-19 or the coronavirus. They denied its casualties, ignored mask mandates, ignored warnings, and refused vaccines. 
many in this circle contracted the virus, spread it, and as a result, death had another domino effect, having feasted on their inability to see clearly due to the clouded and obstructed vision that they mistook and misclassified as faith. The rarest folks are a peculiar people who, whether or not they saw it coming, is irrelevant. What matters is the way they responded. As soon as the pandemic started, they dared to stay in faith, in prayer, and they conducted themselves wisely. Instead of echoing headline news, critics and peers, these God-fearing faith talkers of scripture demonstrated what it means to be faith walkers. Believing the report of the Lord, they confessed his word and dared not tempt God by defying all sound counsel. They took every precautionary measure, quoted verses on healing, health, protection, and prayed for wisdom. They abstained from gatherings and later practiced safe distancing, mask wearing, and prayerfully proceeded with getting vaccinated. After waiting on the Lord to lead and guide them, being still long enough to hear and know that he is God, their strength was renewed. They received direction and they had the answers they needed from above. They became sharper than ever, even in times of worldwide adversity. Having survived and even thrived in some respect, these people were able to do so because of a spiritual gift called eagle vision. Three years later, they are alive and well because they did it God's way, having utilized the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ prevented Jesus from thinking it would be okay to break a 40-day fast and jump off a cliff when tempted by the devil to defy gravity, defy the odds, and fate. Christ could have commanded angels to catch him, but he resisted the temptation to call defiance faith and instead humbled himself and persevered. He overcame the adversary by the word of God. Scripture was in his heart, in his mouth, and on his mind, not merely having it memorized. He understood the true meaning of what was written and would not dare put God to the test, nor would he fall for the devil's tricks that were aimed at appealing to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Scripture admonishes us to let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. It admonishes us to move away from our thoughts and ways, not being like his, to moving into a place of stability in Christ where we are able to say with all certainty, but now we have the mind of Christ. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So be careful who you listen to. Beware of opening your ear gates to those with spiritual cataracts. And while this warning should come for obvious reasons, it is also accompanied 
with the warning about listening to the nearsighted. Because this type can only see what's up close, but nothing from a distance. And the most important warning is to avoid taking advice from those who have 20-20 or normal vision. We are admonished to quit being like mere men or mere mortals because Christ made us partakers of his divine nature. Normal about the nature of Christ. We have a super nature. That's why we seek what is supernatural. Those who are carnal cannot counsel those who are spiritual because spiritual things are not understood by such in accordance with the teachings in Romans. Only iron sharpens iron. Rarely do we see our peers taking the time to visit an optometrist, even if they always trip over their own feet or repeat the same mistakes over and over. If we're honest, we know many times our peers do not make time for an intimate relationship with God. The relationship with Paul and Timothy is one of an elder mentoring and training a younger convert in ministry. They are not on the same level spiritually. Paul's rank and character alone authorizes him to be in a position to develop Timothy. When we see two apostles together, such as Paul and Silas, it is because it's a level playing field and iron sharpens iron in their situation. Such power breaks chains off of each other as shown in the book of Acts. When they're freed together, they actually went from shackles to freedom because iron not only sharpens iron or makes a team stronger when necessary it can break through the irons of any kind of bondage on the other hand bad advice stemmed from bad vision again spiritually speaking and never getting the correct prescription to fix the problem Without the right lenses, they tempted a lot of vulnerable people, and a large portion of them ended up experiencing a terrible demise. Who is the they? Unfortunately, it's those with spiritual cataracts. They can only give bad advice. Bad advice, again, comes from bad vision. In the world, it takes an ophthalmologist to remove cataracts. In the spirit, it takes the Lord God, Jesus, who the Apostle Luke knew to be the physician of physicians, and in this case, the ophthalmologist of ophthalmologists, to remove obstructions that cause blindness. He is also an optometrist, a tester of our vision in order to prescribe the corrective lenses of keeping the word of God in front of our eyes as urged in Joshua chapter 1. Being the Lord God, he is the same one who asked Jeremiah what he saw in Jeremiah chapter 1. And Jeremiah saw clearly according to God. He's also the same God who restored sight to the one who saw men as trees. Faith is defined as 
the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of what we don't see. Unfortunately, it did not take faith to avoid wearing masks during the pandemic. Unfortunately, many uh, passed away and we'll never get them back now, will we? That's why we need to heed the warnings, play it safe, but walk by faith and not by sight. Faith that is defined by the word of God, not by acts of defiance and not by acts of what we consider to be worldly wisdom. As we learn better, we must do better. I pray that we have learned from the mistakes of not having the right prescription lenses that we can only get by being in the word of God, spending enough time in it to see clearly. Warning. Consume enough advice and teaching from news outlets, politicians, and the media, and eventually you become a product of what you entertain and intake the most. It's no wonder why so many end up being just another statistic. Moses had a radiant face because he stayed in the presence of God so long that he began to reflect the light that the Lord God is. He shared the Ten Commandments as a regurgitation of the truth of God's word. He had led the Israelites out of Egypt because he followed the way of God. He saved the life of his successor, Joshua, who led the next generation into the promised land. Even under the first covenant, we see examples of the light, the way, the truth, the life. If that covenant was great, and Moses experienced that while under the veil, like theophonic um, manifestation of Christ. Theophany means a visible manifestation to humankind of God. Uh, an example is the great theophany of Sinai. That's where mountain, the mountain that Moses um, stood on when delivering the Ten Commandments that he had received that were written by the finger of God. But under this covenant, we are partakers of the divine nature of God. I remind you again. How much more? In the flesh, the word becomes flesh in the book of John chapter 1. How much more should we expect now in this dispensation? Uh, a better experience. How much more should we expect to have better being partakers of the second covenant? The new thing the Lord told Isaiah he would do. We are partakers of his divine nature. Since the death and resurrection of the Messiah who was prophesied in Isaiah chapter 9 ripped the veil and salvation in Emmanuel, who we know Mary bore and named him Jesus in fulfilling the prophecy in the Gospel of Luke, was a gift 
to all whosoever believes in him. This salvation seats us in heavenly places in Christ, which in and of himself is a vision that differs from anything we see in this world. We have access to the word, will, and way of God, to his spirit that teaches us and gives us true understanding and helps us with correct application of such, which is the utilization of the knowledge of God. The result is wisdom. Wisdom can be given if we lack it. We can ask for it. If our motives are impure and we are puffed up with pride and anything else that God hates, the prayer will not be answered as God will not be mocked by our insincerity and lack of desire to please him. Heavenly Father, oh God, bless us with the gift of eagle vision. We need you, oh great physician, optometrist of optometrists. You are able to remove and correct any problems that prevent us from seeing as you know we ought to by now. Because you have revealed that you are the ophthalmologist of ophthalmologists. Remove any obstructions and uproot any bad crops that may have been planted in the soil of our hearts and minds, emotions. It doesn't matter if it was planted anywhere to do with anything to do with us. Uproot, destroy, plant what does belong. Purge our souls and sweep our spirits clean of all unrighteousness. Fill us with the knowledge, understanding, and wisdom of your word, your will, your way. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, with a fresh outpouring that is so powerful that it corrects our past mistakes and traumas, heals and makes merry the present and blesses us with good health, wealth, protection, love, peace, joy, prosperity on earth as it is in heaven. Give us the courage to stop flopping around with turkeys who don't want better and who don't want anything really to do with you. If they don't want a relationship with you, then they are disqualified from having one with us. Help us to mount up with wings and soar with eagle vision from faith to faith, glory to glory, fulfilling your purpose for us until you return. Not by our power or might, strength, ability, looks, charm, talent, gifts, any of that stuff, but by my spirit, says the Lord God. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Thank you for doing it. The definition of eagle vision the ability to see or observe keenly, one that sees or observes keenly. Close watch. I am reminded that Jesus has told us to watch and pray. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Let's get around more iron. Let's get around more people who can sharpen us. And where we are told to teach, Disciple, cultivated ministry, the younger generation, or even the older generation. Because this thing is not about age. It's about the calling of God on our lives. What has he called us to do? He told the disciples, you will become fishers of men. He said, go throughout the earth preaching the gospel. 
make disciples out of people, right? So you can make a disciple out of a person who's younger than you, your same age or someone older. But in order for you yourself to be sharpened, you must go to someone who is at least on your same level or higher. Remember that. It does matter how we spend our time and it does matter who's advising us. How are you going to be blessed if you hang with the wrong crowd? You know, it's a such thing as um, bad company corrupting good morals. I do realize that I have not given the exact uh, scriptural references, but that is intentional. Sometimes we need to dive in and seek the Lord for ourselves. We can't have everything just handed to us time and time again. How will we ever grow? And sometimes how can we commit anything to memory? So that we can use it at a later date. If it's always, you know, just spelled out for us. Many times we need to get back to the basics. Have a craving for the sincere milk of the word of God. And then get back to the meat of things. We have to seek God for ourselves. You can't seek God for me. I can't seek him for you. It has to be a passion, an appetite, a desire that is developed in us. And I pray that God will do that for us because he did say that if we hunger and thirst after righteousness, we will be filled with righteousness. So the question is, what are we hungering and thirsting after? What are our peers hungering and thirsting after? Hey, we have to be guarded because we don't need their appetites and their cravings to jump off on us. Sometimes it can be contagious. But if we're honest in our assessment, we know what can trip us up. We pay attention. We're told not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. Pay attention. But how are we going to pay attention if we're not even watching? We're not even paying attention. We're not taking notes. We're not making a mental note or mental notes of how it is the adversary can trip us up. And are we tempting ourselves? It was very tempting to defy the mask mandate. And unfortunately, many who defied it ended up dead or cost others their lives by advising them to not wear the masks, to not safe distance. Are we doing that spiritually also? Unfortunately, there were some pastors, preachers and ministers, even bishops who lost their lives because they called defying a mask mandate, defying getting vac vaccinated, faith. But faith is not defined as defiance. It is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of what we do not see. And it is followed by action. When we hear a word from the Lord, we believe the word, and then we do things that are consistent with what we believe. And though we don't see the outcome yet, we hope for it. And we believe that we will get the outcome because we've put works with the desired outcome until it comes to fruition and then the evidence manifests. 
that indeed we did have faith. But this only comes as a result of eagle vision. Eagle vision. Christ had eagle vision. He looked beyond our faults and saw our needs. He could see from a great distance. He foreknew us, so loved us. And up close, he stood and looked at the leaves of a fig tree that should have been bearing fruit because the leaves and the, the, the body of the fig tree looked mature, and yet it was not bearing fruit. And he cursed it up close and personal. And when the disciples passed by it again, they saw the evidence of what he spoke. So let's not look mature bearing no fruit. Let's actually move from looking mature to actually doing what it takes, putting the work in to be mature, as admonished in Ephesians chapter 4. May God add all of these blessings to the hearers. Don't just listen, hear and take heed is my prayer. To me first, and then to anyone who encounters this message. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let's move from hearing only to hearing and doing what God wants us to do. Hey family, I pray the lesson has blessed you in some way, shape, form, or fashion today. Each week, we hold Bible study on Zoom, and it would be wonderful to share this experience with you. If something was said that resonated with you and you aren't a part of the family, I would like to open the invitation to join. I pray that the Lord blesses you in all of your endeavors and that you chase after the prize, which is Jesus. See you next week, God willing, and be blessed.